Praise the Lord, everybody. Pastor Fields here. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, and his mercy, it endureth forever. Grateful to the Lord one more time. The Lord has enabled us to come together. Here we are, about to get into the word of the Lord, and I'm excited always about God's word. Can't live without his word. Can't survive without his word. His word is meat for us. His word is drink for us. His word keeps us day by day. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. The Lord bless you today. I want to give the saints time to come in uh, on tonight as we prepare our hearts and minds to go into the word of the Lord. Let's have a word of prayer. Father, in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, we do thank you for yet another day, yet another opportunity for us to come together. And to go into your word, we ask that as we go into your word, your word will go into us. Help us, O oh God. Help us. We can't make it without you. Bless everyone tonight that connects with this lesson. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, we have been in a series uh, talking about divine healing. And we know that um, there have been so many sick, so many going through, and I've been led to do a series on healing. And this is yet another topic, another subject that I know that I'll be coming back to. And uh, we were supposed to close it out on last week, but we were led to extend it another week. So here we are with the final um, installation of this series we've been doing on healing. And I'll be coming out of, uh, starting, I should say, out of the book of Exodus, chapter 15. And subject tonight is simply, our God is a healer. Our God is a healer. Let's make it personal. Put it in the comments section, won't you? My God is a healer. Hallelujah. My God is a healer. And our main scriptures, or I should say our, our starting scriptures, I'll be in uh, a few different scriptures. We're in Exodus chapter 15, and I'll read uh, verses 22 through 27. So Moses brought Israel from the Red Sea, and they went out into the wilderness of Shur. And they went three days in the wilderness and found no water. And when they came to Marah, they could not drink of the waters of Marah, for they were bitter. Therefore the name of it was called Marah. The people murmured against Moses, saying, What shall we drink? And he cried unto the Lord, and the Lord showed him a tree which when he had cast into the waters, the waters were made sweet. There he made for them a statute and an ordinance. And there he proved them and said, If thou wilt diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord thy God and will do that which is right in his sight and will give ear to his commandments and keep all his statutes, I will put none of these diseases upon thee, which I have brought upon the Egyptians, for I am the Lord that healeth thee. My God is a healer. They came to Elam, 
where were twelve wells of water and threescore and ten palm trees, and they encamped there by the waters. I am the Lord that healeth thee. I am the Lord that healeth thee. God uh, is first, he first reveals himself as a healer uh, in this Old Testament incident. And you remember uh, the Lord had delivered them out of bondage, brought them out of Egypt. Uh, and now they're in a place where there was no water. According to what we just read, there was no water for about three days. After 400 years of bondage, the Israelites finally had received their deliverance. Brought them out of Egypt. And the Bible says they, they came out with a high hand. The Lord delivered them in such a way they spoiled the Egyptians. Uh, they had seen plagues. They had seen devastation. Um, as a matter of fact, the Egyptians at that time were considered the greatest civilization on the face of the earth. And God just devastated them. Uh, he showed them who was God. They had the exhilarating experience of, of going through, uh, crossing the Red Sea. The Lord opened up the Red Sea. I mean, brought them over as though, uh, the scripture says, as though they were walking across on dry land. Walls of water on each side. I heard one preacher say the Lord separated the waters and it set up like two bowls of jelly on each side. And they just walked on through to the other side. And when they got to the other side, you remember, I believe it's in the 13th chapter, uh, the waters came back together. And the Bible says, then sang Moses and, and the horsemen and the chariot. They're, they're literally watching their enemies. Uh, Pharaoh's horsemen and chariots are washing up on the seashore. The enemies had drowned in the sea. The same ones who had terrorized them all their lives had suddenly been defeated. Uh, I believe this is an excellent example of, of what it's like to be set free from your past, my Lord. And I don't know why I'm starting here, but I believe the Lord is instructing me to minister to someone who needs to be healed from their past. And you know, there's there's more than just being healed physically. Some of us need healing emotionally. We need healing from what we've been through. We were wounded. It was traumatic what they did to you, what they said to you. Our God can heal you from your past. Imagine when they saw their enemies washing up on the shore. Could you imagine the emotional healing that took place? Hallelujah. All the things that they had gone through, the devastation, uh, the belittling, uh, the low self-esteem, and the Lord had delivered them and healed them of that. Listen, even before I get to the end of the lesson, I want to do a quick prayer for someone who's been bruised emotionally. Father, in the name of Jesus. We know that you can heal us from even our past. Even before I get through the lesson, I pray that you'd minister to their heart and to their mind. 
break that yoke in the name of Jesus, we pray. Could you imagine? Our God can even heal us from our past. Listen, when the Israelites saw that their bondage in Egypt was over uh, and their former masters were powerless to enslave them again, and that's what I need to plant in you. When it's over, it's over. That situation is powerless against you. Hallelujah. What God heals you from is powerless now, cannot be used against you anymore. They no longer had any reason to fear for their, uh, have a fear of what was going on in their past. Their former masters were gone. And, and much like the Israelites, we have to put our faith in Jesus Christ. We are freed from bondage. We are freed from our old master, the enemy. And this liberation should also deliver us from the influence of a past on our lives and on our emotions. He can deliver you from what used to be. He can heal you from what used to be. When you read the text, the first part of Exodus chapter 15, it's a song of praise, uh, of victory over the Israelites' enemies. The people were on an emotional high. Uh, and then they began their journey towards the promised land. And the book of Exodus tells us that Moses led them from the Red Sea into a desert. He leads them from crossing the Red Sea. And here we are now in the text. He leads them to the desert called Shur. Three days travel in the desert uh, without finding any water. And when they came to a place called Mara, they could not drink the water because it was bitter. That's why the place was called Mara. He brings them to a bitter place. Sometimes the Lord will bring you to a bitter place so you could find out how sweet he is. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is Good. What are we going to drink? They said. Let's let's go to, um, let's go into the Word of God. Exodus chapter fifteen, verses twenty-two through twenty-four. So Moses brought Israel from the Red Sea, and they went out into the wilderness of Shur, and they went three days in the wilderness and found no water. When they came to Marah. They could not drink the waters of Mara, for they were bitter. Therefore, the name of it was called Mara. The people murmured against Moses, saying, What shall we drink? Hallelujah. What are we going to drink, Moses? Why did you bring us here? Now, notice they had just seen a great miracle. The seas opened up. Hadn't been too long delivered. Uh, they had been brought out of Egypt land. They saw their enemies destroyed, and now they're complaining and murmuring. Three days in the desert with no water, and then the disappointment of undrinkable water. When we get to a place where we seek water, we can't even drink it because it's so bitter. Uh, just like that, they forgot the power of God. Just like that, they forgot about the provision of God. He made a way. He brought them out. He delivered them. They saw a sea opened up. Hallelujah. Listen, 
If God can do all of that, certainly he can make a way in this situation. Why didn't they continue to trust him? And I think sometimes uh, the Lord brings us out and then we get to a situation perhaps that um, we feel is unnecessary. Why would God bring me here? After all I've been through, now he brings me to this. Now, I believe he brings us to, to bitter places or difficult places so he can continue to show us who he is, continue to make ways for us. Instead, instead of saying, well, the Lord brought us, he's already brought us out of Egypt. He's already opened up a Red Sea. Uh, certainly the Lord can, can do something with this bitter place, this, this bitter water. But instead they grumbled. Uh, and that grumbling thing, that complaining thing, that's something that persisted uh, throughout their, their generation. They complained just about everything. The text says they grumbled against Moses. Why did you bring us here? What's wrong with you? But in reality, they were really grumbling against God because the only reason why Moses brought them there was because God told them what to do. I want you to bring them here. Remember, uh, the only reason why they were at the Red Sea was because God gave them a detour. He said, turn ye here. I want you to go camp in between Piahirath and Migdal. That, that wasn't part of the plan. But he said, turn ye here. So they're, but they're grumbling. Unfortunately, he understood uh, and he was patient with them. Uh, he was patient. They were babies in their walk with God. And fortunately, um, despite their complaining attitude, he responds. Uh, and, and Moses, he goes to the Lord. He cries out to the Lord and the Lord shows him a piece of wood. Take that wood and throw it in the water. Exodus 15 and 25. Exodus 15 and 25. And he cried unto the Lord, and the Lord showed him a tree, which when he had cast into the waters, the waters were made sweet. There he made for them a statute and an ordinance. There he proved them. Hmm. Such a simple solution. The Lord says, take that piece of wood and throw it in the water. It, it seemed to be something that was so easy. Hallelujah. What seems difficult to us, what seems impossible to us. Now, notice he had already opened up a Red Sea. So bitter water is nothing to them. But they decided. They decide. Sometimes we decide. Instead of trusting him, we just, we just go to fussing and complaining. Not only does he make the water sweet, but he says, I'm going to take this opportunity to, to set some rules, to set some guidelines. He says, if you listen carefully to the voice of God, if you listen to my voice and do what I tell you to do, do what's right in my eyes, not your eyes. And if you pay attention to my commands, if you keep all of my decrees, I will not bring any of those diseases that the Egyptians had to go through. I won't bring none of those diseases upon you. I'll read it for you. Exodus 15, 26 and 27. And said, if thou wilt diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord thy God 
and will do that which is right in his sight and will give ear to his commandments and keep all his statutes. I will put none of these diseases upon thee, which I have brought upon the Egyptians, for I am the Lord that healeth thee. And they came to Elam where there were 12 wells of water and three score and 10 palm trees, and they encamped there by the water. So he said, if you do what I tell you to do, obey me. None of the diseases that were brought upon the Egyptians, you won't have to experience anything like that because I am the Lord that healeth thee. Now, in the original language, God is saying, I am Yahweh Rapha, mm -hmm. the Lord who heals you. Yahweh Rapha, or Jehovah Rapha, the Lord that heals you. Rapha means to mend or to cure or to repair. I love this one the most, to make whole. Hallelujah. I believe he, he not only just wants to heal our bodies, but he wants to make us whole. Hmm. Now, he gave this, this promise to Israel, but the principles and the promise applies to us, too. It, it, yes. I'll say it again. He gave this promise to an ancient Israel, uh, but it includes a principle that applies to us today. And, and um, I have in my notes that when it comes to emotional and spiritual health, uh, we have to understand that they're byproducts of obedience, right? He separates them from their past. He, he brings them to a place where they can be healed from their past. And he wants them to understand by giving them the ordinances, by establishing his law, his word, he wants them to understand that emotional and spiritual health are byproducts of obeying my word. Hallelujah. My God. I think we forget sometimes when we read his word and we get into his word, we should have an understanding. Health is related to obedience both spiritual, physical, I would say physical, spiritual, and emotional health is related to obeying God's word. He wants us, yes, and we quote that scripture, he wants uh, us to be in good health. But he says, even as your soul prospers, if we obey the commands that he has set forth before us, whether it deals with um, how we should eat, whether it deals with sexual morality, um, we will not be infected by these diseases that are rampant in our modern world. Meanwhile, uh, I would even say that our self-worth will not suffer from being used or cast off and rejected. Why? Because we're under the care, we're staying under the care of our God. He knows how to take care of us. Be not dismayed, whatever be tied. God will take care of you. So he establishes his word. You know, the Old Testament in Exodus, he's establishing his word. He gives them commandments, right? Uh, we know about we shouldn't covet, we shouldn't steal. Let's talk a little bit about that because obeying his word really connects us to healing, spiritual, physical, and emotional healing. If we obey the command, listen to my notes, if, 
If I obey the command not to covet, I'll have a healthy attitude toward relationships and possessions. If I stay away from coveting what other people have, I'll have a healthy attitude towards relationships and possessions. I'll be grateful for all that God has given me, whether no matter how much or how little, won't matter. I'll be grateful for whatever God gives me and I'll be immune to discontent. My God, godliness with contentment is great gain. That's what Paul told Timothy. Hallelujah. If I obey the commands against stealing, I'll have a healthy self-respect. I'll have a good name and no criminal record. Isn't that something? If I honor my parents, instead of being disrespectful and rebelling against them, right? Listen, listen to my notes. If I honor my parents instead of rebelling against them, I can protect my family relationships. As a matter of fact, I'll even have long life. He will bless me with long life. That's, that's, that's a rule or that's something that God attached a promise to. There are innumerable healthy benefits to having a clear conscience. God challenged his people here and he put them to the test. He said, I want you not only to obey me, but I want you to trust me. Try me and see. Have an experience with me and I'll bless you in a tangible way. Hallelujah. My God. He specifically said that he would bless them with health. Specifically said, if you obey my word, if you trust my word, if you hearken to my voice, none of these diseases shall come upon you. Hallelujah. Now, there's more to the incident in Mara, that place of bitterness. There's much more for us to learn from here. He tells him to, he tells Moses to throw a piece of wood in the water. Hallelujah. My God, the instrument that God used, the instrument that God uses to bring sweetness to that water and to heal the bitter waters was a piece of wood. Why didn't he use salt? Why didn't he, why didn't he say find some honey and put it in the water, right? Uh, why didn't he just speak a word? Why didn't he just say, tell Moses to wave his hand? Instead, God tells Moses to take that piece of wood and throw that piece of wood into the water. Hallelujah. Now, we know the Old Testament brings us and uses types and shadows. That piece of wood represented the cross. Hallelujah. The cross of Jesus Christ. The cross is the only way that the bitter waters of our lives can be healed. My God. That cross is the only way that the bitterness in our lives can be healed. I dare say that if we remember the cross, we remember at the cross, at the cross where I first saw the light and the burdens of my heart rolled away, the cross is God's remedy for emotional pain. Hallelujah. My God, the cross can make my bitter waters sweet. I wish I had time. I got to move on. Hallelujah. But I could sit here for a few hours. The cross. At the cross. Hallelujah. So uh, he 
was letting them know that I am the Lord thy God that healeth thee. God is our healer. I'll put it in the comment section again. Make it personal. God is my healer. Hallelujah. It was Isaiah that said, by his wounds, we are healed. By his stripes, we are healed. Some people teach that this, this means physical healing uh, is guaranteed by the atonement of Jesus Christ. But Peter, Peter interpreted it a, a little different. Peter's interpretation of this passage is, is a little different. He writes that he himself, listen to this. Paul, Peter writes that he himself bore our sins in his body on the tree so that we might die to sins and live for righteousness by his wounds. You have been healed for you were like sheep going astray, but now you have returned to the shepherd and overseer of your souls. That's first Peter chapter two verse 24 and 25. So Peter applies Isaiah's words to our salvation. God knew that we have to be healed spiritually, right? Healing. He can heal me from my past. He can heal me emotionally. He can heal me physically, and he can heal me spiritually. So here, Peter is implying that Isaiah spoke to us concerning our salvation. He knew that we had to be healed spiritually. We were wounded spiritually. We were dying spiritually. Remember, he saw us in our own blood. Hallelujah. My God. He passed, passing by us, uh, the prophet said, and we were, we were drowning in our own blood. But he looked at us and said, live. Hallelujah. He knew at the cross of Jesus Christ where he bore our sins, took away the punishment of sin, which was death. He made it possible for us to be reconciled to God. It enabled me to come back to him, cleansed, cleansed and forgiven. Yeah, we're still talking about healing. And remember, healing is more than just a physical healing. He can heal me from my past, which means he can heal me emotionally. He can heal me physically and he can heal me spiritually. Listen, um, perhaps, you know, a lot of people, a lot of people mainly think about physical healing, right? Uh, most of the time when people think about healing, some people only think about physical healing. But remember that all healing is from God, whether it's uh, whether it's through rest, through sunshine, whether it's a healthy diet, uh, whether, and we talked about it last week, whether it's through the hands of a surgeon, all healing comes from God, whether it's emotional healing, whether it's spiritual healing. Hallelujah. Um, as far as our emotions are, are concerned, God uses, in addition to the cross of Jesus Christ, um, I would say he, he uses other instruments to heal us also. He uses his word. He uses his power that comes from praising him. Hallelujah. Yes, I've, I've been, I have been uh, sick spiritually. I have been wounded spiritually and just and got in the midst of the people of God and just started praising God. Uh, and the Lord took my pain away. 
I've been sick physically and got in the midst of praise and worship and started, and I'm not talking about in church. Hallelujah. And the Lord touched my body while I was giving him glory and honor. So um, he can heal us even from, from a, an encouraging word. Somebody can just pass by you. I've, I've felt down and discouraged. And listen, you can be wounded in your spirit and, and someone who didn't even know me. Hallelujah. Gave me a word from the Lord. Uh, let's, let's, let's look at some of this because I know God's word brings healing. Uh, presently, you can hear a word from the Lord and his word can bring you healing. Remember in the book of Psalms 107, it says he sent his word and they were healed. Uh, the 107th Psalm is a song that talks about that we should praise him for his unfailing love. Uh, he loves his people. They walk through the wilderness in the solitary way. They were hungry. They, they were thirsty. Their souls fainted within them, but then they cried. The psalmist says, uh, oh, that men would praise the Lord for his wonderful works towards the children of men. Hallelujah. I want to take you further down in that piece of music, Psalm 107. Uh, take you to verse verses 17 through 20. I feel the Holy Ghost in here. Listen to what it says. Fools, because of their transgression and because of their iniquities, are afflicted. And this is this is the psalmist uh, telling them, uh, fools, because of their transgression and because of their iniquities, are afflicted. Remember that communion scripture for this cause, many are sickly among you. Here in the Old Testament, he's saying fools because of their iniquities and um, are afflicted. Their soul abhorreth all manner of meat, and they draw near unto the gates of death. Then they cry unto the Lord in their trouble, and he saveth them out of their distresses. So he's he's reminiscing. Hallelujah. These, these foolish people, uh, we did things totally against God's word. We wouldn't adhere to his word. We transgressed again his, against his word, and sickness was a result or a consequence of our disobedience. And we cried in our distress, and the Lord heard us and healed us. And here in verse 20, he says, he sent his word. He sent us a word. He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. He sent his word. He sent his word and healed them. He sent his word and healed them. So we have a people here, he's letting us know. We have a people who suffered affliction, right? They suffered affliction and physical and emotional and spiritual sickness as a consequence of persisting in rebellion. They persisted to rebel. He would tell them what to do and they would rebel. They would do the opposite. Rebellion is wicked. Here God is telling them how they can stay healed. You want to be healthy. Obey my word. Do what I tell you to do. And none of these diseases will come upon you. And they rebelled. And the sickness was a consequence of their rebellion. It's right in the word of God. Yet when they cried out to him. He sent forth his word and he healed them. Hallelujah. He sent forth his word and he healed them. 
I don't want to take too much of your time, but I do have a little ways to go. So I'm going to take a little shortcut. I'm really feeling this. I want to stay there a little while longer. Hallelujah. But we're still talking about healing. Let's talk about, and let's dig a little deeper and, and, and uh, talk about the purpose for divine healing. Uh, you know, God doesn't just do it just to do it, but there's always a purpose. Hallelujah. And I, I want to talk about uh, several purposes or, you know, or reasons for divine healing. And, and there are some who are teaching that is not for today, but that's that's a lie. If, if divine healing wasn't for today, that would mean the scripture that says Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever, shouldn't even be there. And he's still God. He's still able. He hasn't, he hasn't changed. There, there is no shadow of turning within him. There is no failure. He still can heal. Yes. So purpose number one, write this down. Purpose number one for divine healing today Hallelujah. And put it in the comment section so everybody can see it. He is a healer. Who's he? God. My God is a healer. My God is a healer. Put it in the comment section. And the first purpose for divine healing today, Jesus heals because he's full of compassion. Jesus heals. Because he's full of compassion. Remember in the gospel according to St. Mark, chapter 1, verse 40. Remember, a leper comes to Jesus, imploring him and kneeling, says to him, If you will, you can make me clean. Lord, if it's your will, you can make me clean. I'll read it. You may not believe me. And there came a leper to him, beseeching him, kneeling down to him and saying unto him, If thou wilt, thou canst make me clean. Verse 41 says, and Jesus moved with compassion, put forth his hand and touched him and said unto him, I will. I see what you're going through. He was moved with compassion. He touches the man and says to him, I will be thou clean. So he was moved with compassion. One commentator says he was moved with pity. Hallelujah. We have a high priest that can be touched with the feelings of our infirmities. He, he reaches out and touched him, and he said, be thou clean. And immediately the leprosy, and you know what leprosy is? His body parts were, were failing, his, his nose, uh, his ears. Uh, he had sores, and, and maybe he lost an ear, or part of his nose was coming off. It, it's, it's a... It's a, a sickness that it mars you. It disfigures you. Hallelujah. He says, be thou clean. Be thou made clean. It was compassion that led to the miracle. It was compassion that led to the miracle. And Jesus heals people today for the same reason, because he has compassion. Hallelujah. Listen. Uh, out of Romans chapter 2, verse number 4, it says, Or despisest thou the riches of his goodness and forbearance and longsuffering, not knowing that the goodness of God leadeth to repentance? 
Hallelujah. And I'll read it in another translation. Or do you presume on the riches of his kindness and forbearance and patience, not knowing that God's kindness is meant to lead you to repentance? Hallelujah. So his purpose, uh, he heals because he's full of compassion. Hallelujah. But he's also compelling or leading or pulling you towards a place of repentance. I've blessed you. I've healed you. But there's more to your healing than this. Hallelujah. So that brings me to purpose number two. Jesus heals because healing belongs to his children. Healing belongs to his children. Now, I preached this last, the other week, about Jesus being entire in science, in Sidon, I'm sorry, the Seraphonician woman. Remember that story? He's preaching in this city, uh, and the Seraphonician woman falls at his feet, asking him to cast this demon out of her daughter, right? And Jesus says, let the children be fed first. It's not meat for me to give the bread and the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. But she answers and said, yes, Lord, <laughs> call me what you want. That even the dogs un under the table can eat the master's crumbs or the children's crumbs. That's, that's Mark chapter 7, 27 and 28. Jesus said to her, let the children first be filled for it is not meat to take the children's bread and cast it to the dogs. And she says to him, yes, Lord, yet the dogs under the table eat of the children's crumbs. Now, you would say, well, we're children of God. If, we, if uh, we're God's children, the children of the king, it, it would seem only right, right, that healing should come to us first. Hallelujah. Even if the unbeliever, even if the unbeliever, right, even before the unbeliever, but what if the so-called believer doesn't have faith in God, doesn't even come to God? came unto his own and his own received him not. And we got a lot of folks who are in the church, right? They're clapping, they're singing, but they won't put their trust, their complete faith in God. Hallelujah. And when I say complete faith, they won't worship him. The woman came before him and when, and when, she, when she was denied, she came and worshiped him. She didn't run. Hallelujah. She got further into his face in reverence and respect, and she worshipped him. Another gospel says she, she worshipped him. Some of us would have left the church, but she worshipped him. A Seraphonician woman, a Baal worshiper, said, I'm going to give up Baal, and I'm going to worship you. I'm going to worship, and worship denotes a relationship with God. Hallelujah. And I know... Uh, I've seen people come off the street and get a blessing. Hallelujah. And, and what happened here, a Seraphonician woman gets a, a miracle. She gets a blessing. And all of those who were supposed to be connected to him were rejecting him and pushing him away. Hallelujah. She had faith. She was hungry for a miracle. She was hungry for her healing. Hallelujah. And the Lord poured out his healing virtue. Hallelujah. And those that came around him, it didn't matter. If they were Jew or Gentile. If they had faith in him, his virtue was poured out. Hallelujah. I thank God healing is often. Listen, 
I have in my notes, healing is often the entry point that helps people receive Christ. The Lord healed me. He thought enough of me to heal me. A wretch. I haven't done everything, but she had faith. He had faith. She took time to worship and acknowledge the fact that he is the one. He is the Savior. So there's another purpose that he brings healing. Another purpose for his healing is to bring glory to God. Hallelujah. God gets the glory. Say it with me. God gets all the glory. Hallelujah. Not the doctor, not the nurses. I thank God for the doctor and the nurse. I thank God for the medication. If I have to take medicine, I thank God. But God gets all of the glory. Yes, he does. He gets all of the glory. Put it in the comment section. God gets all of the glory. Remember on, on the side of a mountain near the Sea of Galilee, Matthew chapter 15, Hallelujah. This is a, a story we're told. I have in my notes, great crowds came to him, bringing with them a lame, the lame, I'm sorry, the blind and the crippled, the mute and many others, and they put them at his feet. And the Bible says, and he healed them so that the crowd wondered when they saw the mute speaking, the crippled healthy, the lame walking, and the blind seeing, and they glorified the God of Israel. <laughs> there's another occasion there's a similar response out of Matthew chapter 9 verse number 8 it says but when the multitude saw it they marveled and glorified God which had given such power unto men so perhaps the crowds didn't really understand that the man with such a with such great authority Hallelujah. The man, rather, with such great authority was the very son of God. God manifested in the flesh. They were moved enough by what they saw to give glory unto God. So healing is wonderful. It's awe-inspiring. Healing is a faith builder. Yes, it is. Hallelujah. And knowing that he is a healer, that he can heal me from my past, he can heal me physically, emotionally, and spiritually, my God, it will lead you, hallelujah, to glorify him. Just thinking about it, lead you to glorify him. And I, I, I want to minister right here to someone. It's going to happen. Hallelujah. Healing is yours, my Lord. Healing is yours, my God. The fourth purpose, Jesus heals to fulfill God's promises. Healing comes to, to fulfill a promise at Capernaum. Remember one evening, they brought him to many who were oppressed uh, by demons. Let's read it. Matthew 18, 16 and 17. When the even was come, they brought unto him many that were possessed with devils, and he cast out the spirits with his word and healed all that were sick, that it might be fulfilled, that it might be fulfilled that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah, the prophet, saying himself took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses. So when the master heals, when he heals, it's in fulfillment of prophecy, of his word. Isaiah said it. 
Other prophets said that he's coming. One said he's coming with healing in his wings. Hallelujah. And on his cross, when he died on the cross, what Isaiah spoke out of his mouth came into fruition. He himself, and it was on the cross that he took our sicknesses and infirmities. Hallelujah. By his stripes, we were healed. He was wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and by his stripes, we were healed. So Jesus heals. He heals. This brings me to number five, to confirm his own word. Hallelujah. Healing was promised by the Father. Healing was a promise. Healing was promised. And then it was declared by Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. His word that was made flesh and dwelt among us. When he spoke, he spoke healing. He said, this is Jesus talking. John chapter 10. John chapter 10, verses 37 and 38. If I do not the works of my father, believe me not. But if I do, though ye believe not me, believe the works that ye may know and believe that the Father is in me and I in him. So Jesus understood his mission. Hallelujah. He understood the mission. He understood the assignment. <laughs> I've come that you may have life and that you may have it more abundantly. He knew exactly why he was sent here. Knew exactly why he came to perform the works of his father. Came to save us from our sins. Came with healing power, miracles. Confirmed the spoken word. Hallelujah. Miracles confirmed the spoken word of Jesus. He heals to fulfill his personal word to you. I am your healer. Hallelujah. Somebody... You're laying in your sick book, sick bed now. He says, I am your healer. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Going through something now in your body. I hear the Lord say, I am your healer. My God. Going through something emotionally. I hear the Holy Ghost say, tell them, I am your healer. Hallelujah. Going through something spiritually. Your spirit's been wounded. I hear the Holy Ghost say, tell them I am your healer. Got a negative report from the doctor. I hear him say, I hear the Lord say, I am the Lord thy God that healeth thee. Yahweh Rapha, Jehovah Rapha, I am your healer. I can mend you. Yes, I can mend the wound. I can heal the wound. I can turn it around. I am your healer. Put it in the comment section. God is my healer. Hallelujah. He's my healer. Oh, yes, he is. I want to sit right there. He is my healer. Right where you are. You might be in the living room. Just lift your hands and worship your healer. God is my healer. I, I feel like having church right now. Hallelujah. Jesus heals. He also heals, this is number six, to show you the power that's in his blood. Isaiah, listen to what Isaiah says. 
verses 4 and 5. Chapter 54 of the book of Isaiah, verses 4 and 5. Fear not, for thou shalt not be ashamed, neither be thou confounded, for thou shalt not be put to shame. For thou shalt forget the shame of thy youth and shalt not remember the reproach of thy widowhood any more. Hallelujah. And then the Isaiah would move further into his prophecy and say, surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we, we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed. Hashandayama for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace. And with his wounds, by his stripes, with his wounds, by his stripes, we were healed. So the blood of Jesus was shed to forgive sin and provide healing. Write it down. His blood was shed to atone my sin, to forgive sin, and to provide healing. Then, over 2,500 years ago, and even now, the blood shall never lose its power. The blood of Jesus was shed to forgive my sins and to provide healing, healing of my body, healing of my emotions, healing of my spirit. The blood that Jesus shed for me, it shall never lose its power. Come on, put it in the comment section. The blood of Jesus will never lose its power. The last purpose that I want to deal with, and I'm going to close out. I've held you long enough, but I feel this thing on tonight. Every time the Lord heals, it reminds Satan that he was defeated. It reminds him of the defeat at the cross. It exposes that defeat over and over again. Hallelujah. It will expose the fact that he was defeated. The word tells us the reason the son of God appeared was to destroy the works of the devil. First John three and eight, let's go there. First John three and eight, he that committeth sin is of the devil. For the devil sinneth from the beginning. For this purpose, the son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. Hallelujah. Yes, so the reason Jesus came was to destroy the works of the devil. Remember, it was at the house of Cornelius. It's recorded in the book of Acts. This is what Peter says. You yourselves know what happened throughout all Judea, beginning from Galilee after the baptism that John proclaimed, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. He went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. That's Acts chapter 10, verses 37 and 38. So listen, we have the victory. I need you to reach up. Hallelujah, wherever you are, if you're in pain, just look up. If you're in pain and can't look up, speak up and say, I have the victory. God is my healer Hushande. and you can live victoriously yes you can you can live in triumph day by day and i want to remind you and i'm getting ready to close right here that jesus knows everything about us 
I hear that song, Jesus knows all about my struggles. He will guide till the day is done. There's not a friend like the lowly Jesus. No, not one. No, not one. He knows everything about me. And he wants the best for me. He wants the best for you. He has compassion. He has love. He has the power. There's power in his word. It's the power of his blood. Hallelujah. He will heal. He can heal. He can deliver. And if I obey his word, the same principle applies. None of these diseases he will bring upon me. He desires to show mercy. Yes, he does. And healing towards us. My God, he desires to show mercy and healing in your household. I don't know who I'm ministering to, but the Lord wants you to know this, that you are precious to him. And he died on the cross, not only for our sins, but for our infirmities. Hallelujah. So I say to you, let Jesus bring you healing and deliverance. Let healing and deliverance come to your doorstep right now. Hallelujah. He wants us he wants us to live in divine healing and health. And he wants us to understand more and more that he is a healing God. Hallelujah. This is my prayer as I close this segment out. This is my prayer that we come more and more to the understanding that he wants us to be delivered and healed and set free. And so it's my prayer that you will experience the miraculous power of God in your household, in your family, in your body, in your mind, in your spirit. Healing today. Hallelujah. Healing today. Healing today for my sister, for my brother. Healing in that household. Healing. Healing, oh God, from their past. Healing Oh God, emotional healing, physical healing, spiritual healing. Make them whole. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Make her whole. Make him whole, we ask. In the name of your son, Jesus Christ. Let them feel your healing virtue even now. Oh God, give them that testimony. God healed my body. God healed me from my past. He healed me emotionally. I was an emotional wreck, but he came by and healed me, gave me peace of mind. Lord, I know you can do it, and we receive it now in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. You have a special request of prayer. Send it to me, won't you? Admin at grtdc.org. Someone from my staff will collect that prayer request and will lay it on the altar. Hallelujah. And we'll touch and agree with you. Ask God to move and make miracles in your life. Make ways out of no way. Also, if you'd like to pay your tithes or plant a seed in this ministry, you may do so. Technician will put that information on the bottom of the screen for us. And you can take this time to plant your seed. Those of you who are at the annex in the Bronx, um, you may use Givelify. Father, in the name of Jesus, we ask that you would bless this individual, this boy, this man, this woman, this girl who's planting seed now 
Oh God, take the seed and bring forth harvest, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. I've got to let you go. Holler, you went out, but this week, tomorrow and Friday, I'm, I'm at the annex. I'm in New York. We'll be on the altar. Yes, believe in God. We did it last week here uh, in D.C., two nights of prayer and fasting, to, and we're going to be doing it to, uh, tomorrow and Friday, fasting and praying, coming to the altar. Those of you who are tiring for the Holy Ghost, meet us there at the Annex, 716 East 233rd Street. Uh, if you want to be baptized in Jesus' name, we'll baptize you. Yes, we will. Mothers will be there. Ministers and the saints of God will be there. And you want to tire for the Holy Ghost, believing God, he will fill you with his presence. Hallelujah. Yes, sick in your body, come to the house. Pray that prayer of faith, and the prayer of faith will heal your body. Our God is a healer. We'll see you. And until next week, connect with us again, won't you? And until then, we want you to be careful, be prayerful, and be holy. Shalom. Shalom.